0: Kent Online news.
1: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online podcast.
0: Nicola Everett. It's Tuesday the 18th of February coming up. A youth jail in Kent isn't safe enough according to inspectors.
1: Operational chaos and incompetence are no excuse for failing to give children the basic things they need.
0: Why spit kits are being given to bus drivers in Kent.
2: Some of the assaults are. Employers have faced just recently have been really utterly unacceptable.
0: And how a barrier planned for the M20 has been tackling congestion down under for decades.
3: Safety is very important to us, and we've not had a head on crash since the barrier was installed way back in 1990. Kent Online News.
0: Well, our top story today is about a youth jail in Kent, which inspectors say is still not safe. They found high levels of violence, some serious, at Cook and Wood in Rochester when they visited last September. A report into that visit has just been published. It also says the use of force by staff had increased since a previous inspection in 2018 and children being diverted there from Feltham meant it was running at near capacity. Rob Priest is from the Howard League for penal reform.
1: It's It's very troubling and it's a sign of an escalation of pressure uh, on Cook and Wood prison and the prison system more generally Um, and it isn't going to help us reduce crime and turn lives around. When a child is in trouble with the law we should do all we can to guide them away from crime and give them a brighter future but once again that isn't happening in Cook and Wood as this report makes clear. Boys are spending days on end locked in their cells without fresh air and education and operational chaos and incompetence are no excuse for failing to give children the basic things they need. Uh, the inspectors point to the fact that there were staff shortages uh, and that there were more boys in Cook and Wood than there often are um, because there have been some problems at another prison uh, holding children, Feltham in West London. So some boys had been moved into Cook and Wood. So you had more boys than normal and you also had staff shortages. But Ultimately, the duty of care remains paramount and operational chaos and incompetence are no excuse for failing to give children the basic things they need.
3: Is it more of a cultural shift, do you feel, that it's not going to be as simple as more staff needs to be recruited?
1: Well, I think we need to close prisons like Cook and Wood. Um, The solution to this problem is to keep children out of prison in the first place so we don't have children being hurt and we can help children to realise their potential. What we're seeing are boys being moved from one failing prison in Feltham to another in Cookham Wood. Um, the expectation is that more staff might arrive from nearby Medway, secure training centre at Medway uh, was the subject of a horrendous panorama investigation uh, with allegations of abuse against children there. Children are being pushed from pillar to post in a system that isn't helping them and isn't helping us to keep people safe and to turn lives around. So we need to find the solution now, and it starts with keeping children out of prison and giving them the care and support they deserve before they end up in the system.
0: Wood holds nearly two hundred boys aged fifteen to eighteen. Work's underway to recruit more staff.
1: Kent online reports.
0: A 44-year-old van driver from Chatham has admitted causing the death of a 15-year-old girl in Sittingbourne. George, a man died in October 2018 when the car she was a passenger in was hit on the A249 Slit Road after breaking down. A second man, who's 21 and from Gillingham, pleaded not guilty to causing death by dangerous driving. He'll go on trial at a later date. It's been revealed a baby boy died after his mum was turned away from a Kent hospital while in labour. She was told by staff at Mar- Gates QEQM to go to the William Harvey and Ashford instead, but started to give birth at home. Baby Archie died shortly after being born last September. A full inquest is expected in the coming months. It's as an inquiry takes place into maternity services at East Kent Hospitals following a number of preventable deaths. There's been another significant increase in the number of people in Kent who are out of work. According to stats out today, 32,150 in the county were claiming jobless benefits in January. That's up 950 on the month before. It's also the 18th month in a row the numbers have gone up. Now bus drivers in Kent are going to be given mini DNA testing kits to catch people who spit at them. Stagecoach South East is operating a zero tolerance approach to all forms of abuse against its staff. A recent attack in Canterbury left a member of staff needing nine stitches in his face. Joel Mitchell manages stagecoach in Kent. One of
2: the things that uh, has just been bothering me particularly is some of the verbal and physical assaults that the drivers can face when out on the road. But what's really important for me and a responsibility I have and a duty of care that I have is to um, people, to our colleagues, the people that work here. There's about 1,300 or so colleagues that work at Stagecoach in the South East. We really want our drivers to be looking after our our customers and the customers at the heart is what this business is about for the next five years. But our job as a management team in supporting, through the Zero Tolerance campaign, is supporting our frontline colleagues who are looking after those customers to be able to do so and it's our ask therefore that our customers look after our colleagues too. Some of the assaults that employees have faced just recently have been really utterly unacceptable you'll see the uniform but that's someone's mum, or that's someone's dad or it's their friend or it's their partner and it's really important that we're all kind and supporting each other uh, in driving bus into the forefront of everything we need to do in society
3: Kent online reports
0: detectives think three robberies in and around Ashford could well be linked Three men broke into a house in Frittenden earlier this month before threatening the owner and stealing his car. It's thought it could be connected to attempted robberies in Biddenden and Rockinge the following week. Now there are concerns a new drive through at a McDonald's in Greenhithe could cause congestion and pollution. Plans to extend the fast food chain in London Road were submitted to Dartford Council earlier this month, but residents say they're worried about more rubbish in the streets and traffic. And Kent Online's been hearing how a concrete barrier like the one that's going to be used on the M20 has been easing traffic congestion in New Zealand for 30 years. It's deployed on the Auckland Harbour Bridge, which is used by around 180,000 vehicles every day. Andrea Williamson is the Auckland System Manager from Waka Katahi,
3: the New Zealand transport system. The movable lane barrier is used on the Auckland Harbour Bridge, which links the northern suburbs with the city across the Waitemata Harbour. The barrier consists of a six600 150 meter long string of concrete units. There's a total of eight lanes on the Harbour Bridge, and the movable barrier is located in the centre of the bridge. And this allows the bridge lanes to be changed depending on the time of day. Our barriers are moved four times a day, so that's every 24 hours they're moved for four times. So in the morning peak, we have five lanes coming into Auckland City, and we have three lanes heading north out of the city. In the middle of the day, so that's during the day, in the evening and the weekends, we've got four lanes in each direction. And in the evening peak, we've got five lanes exiting the city and three lanes coming into town. The barriers are moved in a single lane shift by barrier transfer machines and it takes about 20 minutes to do a full shift. There are two machines based on each side of the bridge during the normal 4x4 lane configuration and we've always got one machine available as a backup just in case of mechanical failure. Safety is very important to us and we've not had a head-on crash since the barrier was installed way back in 1990. And giving the additional capacity to the peak direction using the tidal flow arrangement allows for more cars to get over the bridge, hence speeding up journey times. There is significant cost for purchase, operation and renewal of the barriers and the machines. They, They are all made and produced in the States and that costs a lot of money to get them over to New Zealand. However, the safety and congestion benefits that come from protection for opposing traffic and improved traffic flow is way greater than the cost. The barrier machine is an integral part of managing the traffic across the Auckland Harbour Bridge. And without it, our customers would suffer considerable inconvenience and delays in their journeys. The barrier machines are now a daily part of driver journeys and drivers are well used to seeing our barrier machine truddling over the bridge. Auckland Harbour Bridge carries approximately 180,000 vehicles per day. And without that tidal floor management, our customers would suffer significant delays. Yesterday we told you
0: a similar system is going to be introduced in Kent at the end of the year. It's to deal with any traffic problems when there are delays crossing the Channel.
1: Kent Online Sport.
0: The Ball and Gillingham travel to struggling South End tonight, looking to extend their unbeaten run to 14 games. The Jules saw off Doncaster Rovers at a wet and windy Priestfield at the weekend assistant manager Paul Rayner says it's not going to be handed to them on a plate this evening.
1: They'll be fighting, they'll be fighting for their lives, you know, there's players there, they'll be fighting for their careers and for contracts next year, wherever it might be. So, you know, we're under no illusions that it's, it's, we're just going to turn up there and turn them over, you know. That would be great, but uh, we're going to have to work very hard to make that
0: happen. Chillingham are currently 10th in the League One table, while Southend are down in the relegation places. Kick-offs at 7.45. And in cricket, Sam Billings has signed a contract extension at Kent. The captain has agreed to stay at the club for another two years until the end of the 2022 season. The 28-year-old wicket-keeper Batsman made his debut in 2011 and has now played more than 200 matches for the county in all formats of the game. Well, that's it for now, but for more news throughout the Day and of course overnight you can head to kentonline.co.uk news
1: you can trust this is the kent online podcast